How did you enjoy your um, walk in the garden? <clears throat> you meant to keep that to yourself. <laughs> Remember what that symbolizes. Uh, no, lovely. Did you really see the platypus? Oh, great. Well, that's very, very something good. Something moved across the water fairly reasonably quickly and then just disappeared. And it definitely wasn't a submarine, so... <laughs> yeah, it wasn't a submarine. <laughs> you know, you were at, in, in a traditional Zen retreat, I would have had you out there with your gloves on, weeding the garden, mm -hmm. doing your work practice. So you got up pretty, pretty lightly, though. <laughs> So, keeping with the theme of trees, um, I'm going to read you out a case from the collection of koans known as the, uh, the Gateless Barrier. <clears throat> and this is case number 37, where you meet a, um, a teacher that you've met before called Jojo. So the case is, uh, called the um, the oak tree in the courtyard, sometimes translated as the cypress tree in the courtyard, and uh, if we were to place it into an Australian context, we could call it the wattle tree in the garden. So a monk asked Chow Cho, "What is the essential meaning of bodhidharmas coming from the west?" And Chow Cho said the oak tree in the courtyard. And um, in uh, the way in which uh, the koans are set out, that's the initial dialogue or encounter between the, uh, the monk and the master that was preserved. And then the author of the, uh, of the collection of the koans then has a comment and also a verse. So a woman, who's the collector of the koans, his comment is, if you can see intimately into the essence of Chocho's response, there is no Sakyamuni in the past and no Maitreya in the future. In other words, there's no historical Buddha in the past and no Buddha to come in the future. And women's verse, <clears throat> words do not convey the fact, language is not an expedient. Attached to words, your life is lost. Blocked by phrases, you are bewildered. So, um, in the uh, in some schools of Zen with koan practice, you would uh, you take up an actual koan in uh, meditation practice, and um, and so you would be uh, you would be left with uh, that question. Um, Koan practice as a meditation is not like a, a, a mantra, it's more like an inquiry, which is, in, es in essence, what is this, or what is Buddha, in this sense, it would be, you know, you'd be contemplating the, the tree in the courtyard uh, in your meditation, which is what we're going to do today, in a sense, we're going to uh, keep this koan in mind throughout the rest of the day. 
So just a couple of things about the characters. Chow Cho, uh, he lived from 17, sorry, 778 to 897. So he lived to the, he was 120 years old. You've met him before. He's the, the, the teacher who replied moo to the question, does the dog have Buddha nature? So he's very well known. And um, he lived about uh, 300 years after Bodhidharma, who's part, part myth and legend and part fact. Um, so uh, Bodhidharma, the name Bodhi means wisdom or enlightenment, and Dharma means teaching. And, uh, but apparently there was like, the, the legend is there's a Brahmin monk who was the, uh, lived about a thousand years after the historical Buddha. It was about 26th in the patriarchal lineage after Buddha. And he journeyed across over, took him quite a long time by boat and foot to arrive from uh, journeying from India into China, where he founded the Shaolin Monastery. Well, he, he, he's quite closely connected with the Shaolin Monastery, but he, he uh, set himself up in a cave near the Shaolin Monastery and sat facing the wall for seven years in Zazen, which I highly recommend. If you haven't tried it, I, you should try it. And I would guarantee enlightenment if you do that. Um, that's the quick way to enlightenment, by the way. Seven years facing the wall, are you kidding? <laughs> uh, I've been married almost 20 years, does that count? <laughs> That's my second marriage. Um, and um, so Bodhidharma, one of his famous kind of um, quotes that he's associated with, because he's seen as being the founder of Zen, is this. You've probably heard this. You may have. It's a four-line poem. <clears throat> a special transmission outside the scriptures, not dependent on words or letters, by direct pointing to the mind of man, capital M, seeing into one's true nature and attaining Buddhahood. That's kind of like a famous kind of Zen in a nutshell um, poem. Um, so, um, unlike um, a lot of the, uh, the Buddhism that was present, the Mahayana Buddhism that was present in China in those days was... Uh, a lot of studying of scriptures and translating of the scriptures or the, the sutras into Chinese. And um, so this guy came and uh, he was very, uh, sort of said, that's nothing to do with the written word. Um, you, need to, you, know, you, you need to point directly to the mind. You've got to see into your own, to your true nature. So this idea in Zen that um, it's more about um, seeing into one's true nature than studying, studying the scriptures. Um, a term that's, you know, partly the case, partly not. But, um, so, um, when we look at the, uh, the actual um, the case, the, uh, the, uh, the monk saying, what is the meaning or what is the essential meaning of, of Bodhidharma coming to the West, coming to China? What does he mean by the word meaning or the word essential meaning? Um, so, like, you know, you might think the monk, the monk might be thinking, well, was, you know, 
Was he coming, you know, to spread the word, to, um, to save all beings? Is that the meaning of Otadama's coming to China? But that, would, you know, that wouldn't be quite what uh, this koan is on about here. Um, so when they're using the, the word, they're putting the word essential before the word meaning, um, they're trying to get at this other, something, something else, something which is uh, not about um, the meaning of words or purpose or anything like that. Hence the, the answer that Chacho gives. Um, simply um, the oak tree in the courtyard. Um, other koans are very similar, you know, uh, they might say, go and wash your bowls after you, if, you, if, you're, if, you're, if, you're, if you're full. Or um, um, it could be um, something that's right in front of your nose. Um, so what's, what, what's, what's the, uh, the, the teacher trying to get at there? What's he trying to cut through? And the woman's comment helps us, you know, with that. Um, so in, 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 the, and, um, in the comment he says, um, if you can see intimately into the essence of Cho Cho's response, there is no Shakyamuni, no historical Buddha in the past, and no Maitreya, no future Buddha. So, okay, so... Um, we, we, we know that we, 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 we're not in the, in the realm or the domain of, of past and future here. So, and, and that's really the domain in which language lives. Um, so, you know, um, as human beings, we, we live in the domain of, of language or in the house of language, which creates this sense of a future and a past, which is real enough, relatively speaking. And, uh, but... Um, Zen wants us to see uh, beyond that, or through that. So it's not saying that that's not important, but there's something else going on as well. And uh, so it's something about cutting through language. And intimacy is a word that's often used in the in, in Zen tradition to convey this, this notion of... Um, of what is, what is it that uh, is beyond language. So intimacy, as we normally think of that word, is something which is very close and uh, very intimate. Um, and um, it's uh, trying to cut through the duality that language often creates. So when in Zen we become intimate with sound of a bird, it's not that the, the sound of the bird is somehow out there that we're hearing, but the sound of the bird, we are the sound of the bird. Um, I remember once being on, uh, in one of my earliest Zen retreats that I went on at Gorex Run for a, for a weekend Zen retreat with the Sydney Zen Center, and there was a, a a, um, a fly that was buzzing around and uh, and then for a few moments there I, I just be, you know I became the buzzing there was not no fly separate to me that I was hearing but it's the buzzing of the fly so this this notion of intimacy is trying to convey this sense of when 
the, uh, the barrier that we, a language erects between, it creates this duality, this separateness. And uh, so Zen is about smashing through that barrier. So you don't just smash through it. We're actually, uh, there's no barrier there to begin with. Um, it's just to experience the, the intimacy of what is, or sometimes what is used in Zen is the word thusness, to try and convey that thusness. Um, so, yeah, so doing away with any sense of um, any conceptualization of what Buddha might mean. Um, just to give you another, some more flavor of Chao Cho's sort of teaching style, I'll just read you out another, um, another dialogue of Chao Cho. It says Chao Cho entered the hall and addressed the monks, saying, A metal, a metal Buddha does not withstand the furnace. A wooden Buddha does not withstand the fire. A mud, a mud Buddha does not withstand water. So I guess these are all ways in which Buddha statues can be, the materials that Buddha statues can be made from. So then he says, the genuine Buddha sits within you. So this one interpretation of that fairly straightforward one is that, you know, don't, don't think of Buddha, don't identify Buddha with these wooden statues or these metal statues or these mud statues. Um, Bodhi and Nirvana, true thusness and Buddha nature, these things are just clothes stuck to the body and they are known as afflictions. Where is the actual ground truth revealed? Again, he's just trying to get through how we get caught in language. Big mind is unborn. The myriad dharmas, everything that's coming forth moment by moment, are flawless. Try sitting for 20 or 30 years, and if you still don't understand, then cut off my head. The empty flowers of delusions and dreams, that's the place where we're often stuck. Uh, disciples work so hard to grab them. When nothing deviates from mine, then the myriad dharmas are but one thusness. Since it can't be attained from outside, what will you try to grasp? You're like goats, haphazardly picking up just anything and keeping it in your mouth. I heard Yaoshan say, people ask me to reveal it, but when I teach, it is like something taken from a dog's mouth. What I teach is like something taken from a dog's mouth. Take what I say as dirty. Don't take what I say as clean. Don't be like a hound always looking for something to eat. <laughs> Where is the Buddha Dharma? Thousands of fellows are seeking Buddha. But if you go looking among them for a person of the way, you can't find one. If you're going to be a disciple of Buddha, then don't let the mind's disease be so hard to cure. This nature existed before the appearance of the world. If the world ends, this will not end. From the time I saw my true self, there hasn't been anyone else. There's just the one in charge. So what is there to be sought elsewhere? At the moment you have this, don't turn your head or shuffle your brains. If you can turn your head or shuffle your brains, it will be lost. <laughs> that gives you an idea of his, of his teaching style. The fun elements of Zen. So, uh, intimacy. Um, oak tree in the garden, or the wattle tree in the garden. And um, so how do we practice with that? 
become one with the tree, become one with the wattle tree, become its roots, its trunk, its branches, its leaves, its flowers. Smell the wattle. See the wattle. The verse, <clears throat> words do not convey the fact. Language is not an expedient. Language is not helpful or advantageous in, in this context. Attached to words, your life is lost. Blocked by phrases, you are bewildered. So, this reminds me a lot of a famous um, anthropologist who, I forget his name now, but he, he, I always remember the quote, the map is not the territory. Um, uh, we get so much, we see the world and experience the world through what we're conditioned into and often through language. A very, very um, direct example of that is um, if anyone's had any experience of the mental health system or worked in the mental health system or been fortunate enough to be a patient in the mental health system, um, sometimes, you know, when people have worked in a particular you know, context for so, so long, you know, they put on their mental health glasses and that's all they see. So, um, you know, I, I meet Mark and I look at the paper, uh, um, bipolar disorder, I look, put my bipolar lens on and that's exactly what I see, bipolar disorder. I don't see Mark, I see bipolar disorder. And um, same thing here, that's what they're talking about. Um, there's a famous quote by William Blake that some of you are probably read, have, have read before. If the doors of perception were cleansed, everything would appear to man as it is infinite, for a woman has closed herself up till she sees all things through narrow chinks of her cabin. Just using some different gender there. So, um, if the doors of perception were cleansed, everything would appear to woman as it is, infinite. For man has closed himself up till he sees all things through narrow chinks of his cabin. So the narrow chinks of his cavern, in, in this context, are, are social conditioning and the language that we, we inherit. And so, um, thusness, this idea of justice, is the sense in which we can have some experience of the, of the universe directly, without the intermediation of language. And especially the, 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 our categories and definitions. And like in any koan, the, the answer to a koan can't be expressed in, in, in inter, you know, giving an explanation or in words. It's the, we have to become the answer ourselves. Um, so, um, so to leave you with this koan then, so the wattle tree in the garden. So that's the essence of, of Zen, the wattle tree in the garden. And uh, 
just just inquire into that, into that question, into that expression uh, during the rest of today. There are many different variety of trees here, not just wattle trees, but um, yeah, just be one with the trees. <laughs>